Welcome to AC23, the podcast and radio show for the Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge. I'm your host, Dion Guillory. My producer is Jeremy Porcine. And if you missed any of our previous episodes and you want to dig into the crates, the throwback episodes, you can listen to those past interviews on Apple Podcasts. All you have to do is just click, click subscribe, and that way you'll always be in the know about everything arts in the Capital Region. And while you're there, give us five stars. So here's a quick rundown of some of the many things that's happening at the Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge. In light of increasing COVID cases in our city and our region, our board and staff, along with guidance from city leaders, have advised the postponement of two upcoming events, IMPACT and the Louisiana Arts Summit. IMPACT is rescheduled for January 20th, 2022, and tickets are on sale now at artsbr.org, IMPACT. Slash impact. That's artsbr.org slash M-P-A-C. The Louisiana Arts Summit will be rescheduled to spring of 2022. Our first priority is, of course, the health and safety of our community members. And we, of course, look forward to holding these events in 2022. The University Lakes Restoration Project is looking for your input. They want to know what kind of activities do you want at the University Lakes and what do you want the edges to look like? You can answer those questions and a few more by giving your feedback at universitylakesproject.org slash ourlakesfest. On that page, you'll see some feedback so far. And what you'll do is just scroll down that page and you'll find the Lake Edges poll. And then when you scroll down a little more, you'll see the Activities Preference poll. Just click on those boxes and they will take you to those polls. Now listen to this. You complete the surveys by August 31st. You'll have a chance to win free tickets to Knock Knock Children's Museum, Breck's Sunset Paddle, or a gift card to Zippy's Burritos. That web address again is universitylakes.org slash OurLakesFest. The state-funded grant program application period is now open, and the program itself has been revamped. The program, formerly known as DAF, which stands for Decentralized Arts Funding, is now called LPG, Louisiana Project Grants. These grants are available to nonprofit organizations within the Arts Council's 11 parish region, including Point Capee, Iberville, West Feliciana, East Feliciana, West Baton Rouge, East Baton Rouge, Ascension, Livingston, St. Helena, Tangipahoa, and Washington parishes. You can still apply if you don't live in any of those areas, but you have to do it through the Regional Arts Council that represents your parish. Visit artsbr.org slash grants to get more information about the changes from DAF to LPG, including slides and a recorded grant workshop. Potential applicants can contact Leah Russell at 225-344-8558, extension 227. That number one more time is 225-344-8558, extension 227, or by email at lrussell at artsbr.org. That's L. R-U-S-S-E-L-L at artsbr.org. The application period closes at midnight on August 31st. Okay, so there's the old saying, a picture is worth a thousand words. And when you see my next guest's work, he would probably want all those words to click with emotions. I'm joined now by photographer, poet, and artist Antoine Lacey, whose latest exhibit, Black Joy in the Sun, is now up at the Blue Bonnet Library. Antoine, thanks for joining us. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. Um, just um, full disclosure for everyone, I've known Antoine for a couple of years. We used to work together, and uh, I've seen his work grow over the years. And 
Um, I may throw out some jokes every now and then during this interview because uh, <laughs> Antoine's kind of like my little brother. Uh, so um, just be warned. I'm, basically, I'm warning you, Antoine. Just, it, but you're you're game for it. So, yep, yep. <laughs> all right, let's talk about a little bit about the exhibit. How did you come up with the name Black Joy in the Sun? So Black Joy in the Sun is a spinoff from my exhibit last year, Muse Fade to Black. And in Fade to Black, I had categories of Black Joy, Black Love, and Black Pain. So I just chose Black Joy this year to express the type of joy that we need in day-to-day life. Because lately, we've been impacted by not only COVID, but deaths in people's families. Mm -hmm. And also natural disasters that we really don't have no control over. And me choosing Black Joy is is just showing like the Black Joy that we all have. And also within Black Joy, we have this specific color, yellow. And yellow is a very vibrant color that that's really on the spectrum of love, vibration, mm-hmm. purity. And that and that color is what you you chose to use throughout the uh, photographs in this project and in and, and, and particular reason why. Yes. And within the exhibit itself um i chose the yellow flower the the daisy the sunflower because that's personally one of my favorite flowers other than um the japanese flowers and the flower itself it can be shown at the lsu botanical gardens Mm -hmm. if anybody want to go over there and just take a look take some pictures in the flowers also okay all right uh you mentioned you know the exhibit that you had last summer this one uh, was at the Goodwood Library um, called Muse Fade to Black. Um, and you kind of pointed out a little bit, but for anyone who saw that exhibit or who may have missed it, what is the difference between the one that you had last year and this current one? So the one of last year was more in depth of showing each category that people really don't see Black Joy black love and black pain Mm -hmm. so with each category it just takes a part of who are we as people or who are we as as black people on a spectrum because media has played a part of showing black people in the wrong direction so last year i wanted to show like this is us this is how we express our love how we express our pain Rather than it being always negative, you mm-hmm. know, we we are always shown as loud, negative, indirect. But this year was just showing the love, the joy that we have for each other and how it can be shown in photography. Yeah. And it's a it's a it's a universal thing that 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 love, that joy um, and then your choice of the color yellow without it within it um just showing how that love and that joy is completely universal yeah. um that shows growth in your work you know and as an artist and as any artist will say you know the you you live life you grow and you you kind of take different approaches to what your art is what has changed when it comes to you when looking through your personal lens as a photographer? I would say 
my own perception on life, on how I can make subtle changes to improve myself, not only as a photographer, but as a person, and just being more grounded with what I see and what I believe in. Mm -hmm. Those two things really shape me as an artist. Like, from last year to this year, my perception of life itself has changed. And what would, what were those little things that may have changed, you know, because, you know, as, as, a, as people, we always grow and, you know, as an artist, you, you also grow as well. How, what, what are some like couple of things that changed your outlook? So I would say like, um, coming from an artist perspective, mm-hmm. I know everybody has felt it like not allowing your ego to take control of things and also really pay attention to how you receive criticism okay because everyone has an opinion everyone will critique your work but just take subtle notes of how they critique it it might be good it might be bad but also you're an artist mm-hmm. you have to figure out what good looks to you how good is perceived to other people right and once you match those two, you create another spectrum, a better spectrum to include more art, more ideas, and to open up the thought of being more creative with your with your thoughts and ideas. Mm-hmm. And also, you, you mentioned you know people um, having their opinions, people give feedback, and um, and I think it's just something that as we all just continue to grow in life, um, having thick skin and being able to listen and hear that feedback from people. So I'm going to just say you, you really touched on that because like, (laughs) because like, um, this is the thing for me as it is for other people as like you, you either listen to respond or you listen to consume. Okay. So it's like some people just listen to respond like, okay, I hear you mm-hmm. and this is how I feel. But listen to consume is like, I hear you. I'm going to consume what, what you think of this, but I'm also going to give you this. It's like you consume it. You think on it, then you feed it back rather than give it like a quick answer, like, like what we doing right now, like, boom. Right. This is how I feel. Right. But it's like, are you really listening mm-hmm. type of thing? Right. And, you know, the um, consuming it can also be another way of um, getting inspiration for another work. You know, whatever whatever that feedback may be could spark some creative bone somewhere and you have an idea suddenly for another work that can be um, inspired by that feedback. Yeah, pretty much like, um, for example, last year with Muse Fade to Black, it's been a lot of feedback. Like I can give you an example for for you. Um, 
it was this piece that I did called Not Another Hashtag where I purposely left off the H. Mm-hmm. And you was giving me feedback on that. And I was like, hmm, how can I turn this piece of work into more pieces of work? Right. And with that being said, I have more projects on the line and it's in the works right now. Okay. We, well, I'm, I'm can't wait to see what that, what that work is going to be because in I, I guess I'm kind of floored by hearing you say that that you know when I because I I did go see uh, your exhibit at the um, Goodwood Library last year and um, just to hear you say my little feedback kind of sparked something. You feel honored. <laughs> I do feel honored. <laughs> it, it's you know it's. It's uh, it's touching, I'll say. So, thank you for that. Um, you, when you have your camera, and I guess everybody has their different um ways they work, their methods. Um, when you have your camera and you find a subject, um, what inspires you? What what is that? What is something or a couple of things that, when when you see them, you're like, oh, I have to get this. I would say, within that moment, how I feel, how I feel about the subject, or what can I shoot from a different angle, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I can say, for example, I'm always using examples because I love learning. I love taking op- observation and things. Um, and that's the great thing about a photographer is that you you observe life through a lens and you're capturing it at that moment. Mm-hmm. And one thing I can say after I'm still reading it, but um, a choice of weapons by Gordon Parks. Okay. Now, if you look at Gordon Park's work, he his work tells a story. And within within every photo, it tells a specific story of po- poverty and the construction of America, right? Mm-hmm. And within every photo, I try to tell a story. I try to think on how people can like really see what I'm thinking in that exact moment when I take the photo. Gotcha. And with my camera, my camera is like an extension of me. Mm -hmm. This is what I tell anybody that's under me or anybody that's learning from me. Your camera is always an extension of you and how you use it is how you manifest greatness or just become better with yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. And going back with my photography, I like to think on every day, how can I improve on these shots? How can I tell a story? How can I really dig deep in my own story and tell people that this is my growth? Right. This is my experience. This is how I see things in life. And knowing me, you've been knowing me for years. I'm a um, self-spoken person. Yeah. So... How can I make this come to life without actually saying 
what I need to say. Right. Let the let the work speak for itself. Yes. Yeah. Would you say when you go back and look at some of your photography and when you're, you know, studying it and looking at it and saying, how can I improve this or what can be done differently? Um, would you consider yourself a perfectionist? I can say I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am because like starting out, I'm always I was looking at the top people that was in photography, that was in video, that was in film, and how they picked apart their own work. Right. And I tried to replicate that, but I realized like that's not me. I can't replicate somebody else's greatness if I'm not doing it on my own. Right. Type of thing. So within that same breath, I have to learn, have to grow on my own to really create my own greatness, mm-hmm. which I am. Right. You have to put the the Antoine stamp on it. Yeah. It, it can't be, it, you know, you, you mentioned Gordon Parks. You can't, you can't try to be Gordon Parks. You only can try to be Antoine. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know you've, we talked about the, um, exhibition you had last year mm-hmm. last summer um and you've got another one happening now and w- within that time and even before uh you had the one from last year you know we've we've been dealing with a lot yeah. <laughs> the last 18 months and ongoing um with how things are right now um you know not only the pandemic but uh police shootings and just the increase in violent crime and and things like that is finding joy through this project a way to help you live through what's happening. I can say it really is because personally it's been a lot that is that's impacting me now. And I'm always thinking like, what can I do next? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of situations we cannot control. It just happens. And we have to find the strength to continue to keep on keeping on, as the old folks would say. Right. And keep on keeping on is what we do best. Mm -hmm. We can't allow life to keep on beating us up or pushing us in a far corner or a point of no return. Right. So with every photo, every expression— even in poetry, I try to push the boundaries. I try to be beyond myself, but within myself, mm-hmm. per se. Yeah, kind of, kind of like. Would you say it's like uh, when when you're doing your work, and we'll talk a little bit about your poetry in a second. But would you say it's kind of like a, an outer body experience where you you're out of your body, but you're seeing yourself. Does that make any sense? It is. It, that's um, in, in retrospect, that's that's astral projection. But that's that's what basically it is. Uh-huh. Is seeing yourself outside yourself and how you can allow yourself to be present in this moment. Right. And I'm sure that is probably the most difficult part is just trying to make sure that you are present. Ooh, it it really is because. Not only you want to make a career for career for yourself, mm-hmm. but it's this it's this thing that us artists have. Um, 
correct me if I'm wrong, because I know you do. <laughs> you will. Um, <laughs> imposer syndrome. Okay. Where you're trying to pretend to be something just to fit in. Not necessarily fit in, but it's kind of like going against yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like externally, everybody's saying like, you good, you you awesome. Right. But internally, it's like, am I really? You don't see you don't see it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's talk quickly about your, your poetry. Um, you know, you, you briefly mentioned it and I wanted to talk about it anyway. Um, you know, you've. You have a couple of poetry books. What is it about poetry that just attracts you? It's kind of like a moth to a flame when it comes to you and your poetry. I like that. <laughs> I, I like that right there. A moth to a flame or a lighter to gasoline. Um, poetry in me is basically like my backbone or my Excalibur blade. Okay. Where... This is what I grew up on. This is what kept me solid for years. This is what this is basically my bread and butter of me. Mm-hmm. Or Thor, Thor and his hammer. Ha. Yeah. I like that one. Thor. <laughs> Thor. <laughs> but poetry and me, we go um, way back since elementary. In elementary, we, we was taught the famous people, Maya Angelou, mm-hmm. um, Langston Hughes, Robert Frost. And so on. One thing that I really picked up from poetry is, again, I'm going to go back to me being a self-spoken person. Me and my poetry is like, if I can't talk to you in my normal voice, my poetic voice will hit you more. Right. You're able to amplify your amplify your voice through yeah. your poetry. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. I get it. I get it. Uh, so this this show is... Um, your exhibition is at the Blue Bonnet Library. Um, let everybody know the details behind it and, you know, when, what, where, and uh, those details so they can go and check it out. Okay, so um, my exhibit is Black Joy in the Sun. It will be at the Blue Bonnet Library all of August. So we have about roughly 10 more days, roughly 10 more days until the end of August to see it. And this exhibit expresses really black joy mm-hmm. that we all need or just joy in the simplest form. And everyone needs joy in their life, no matter what they're going through, hardships, anything like that. We all need that spark of joy or inspiration to really push us through. Yeah. And that joy puts a smile on your face and a smile um, is really good for your health. So it, it really do. Like, um. I'm going to go to a situation that happened last year during the pandemic because mm-hmm. we all we we just all needed the outlet. Um, you remember that time that I was <laughs> on TikTok and he was a, he's obsessed with TikTok. Why you have to tell my business? It's like true. That? I, it's OK. I, I'm just a lot saying. of people love TikTok. That is true. But um, on TikTok, I was just reviewing videos of, you know, cows and my favorite sea animal, the sea turtle. Mm hmm. And that was very joyful for me. And within everything, we all just need that bit of joy to keep us moving through. Yeah, definitely. Antoine Lacey, thank you so much. Go check out his exhibit, um, Black Joy in the Sun, now up at the Blue Bonnet Library. Thanks again.
No problem. All right. Thank you thank, for having me here. Thank you for listening to AC23. I'm your host, Dion Guillory. Until next time.